All right. Welcome back to the Reverse Mush Podcast. We're joined by a very special guest this week who you may remember, Kai the Shadow Wu, coming off a big victory in Taiwan over Kimbert Alintazan, which is a name I probably just butchered, but I did my best and that's what counts. Kai, how you feeling, brother? How we doing? Good, good. Just got done with the training session, so I probably feel better than I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. I'm, I'm glad you can find some, uh, yeah, f- find a little bit of a release in that. But so, yep. so diving right back into it, since the last time we talked to you, you've had two fights. Uh, one, one went your way. This past one over in over in Taiwan. The first one, not so much. Uh, so, how important was it for you to get back in the win column after back to back losses? Uh, very important. I've never had back to back losses, and the problem with the losses too were that they weren't like one sided. They weren't complete domination. So, living with yourself. You know, if you don't mind me getting into it a little bit right now, because it's, it's um, yeah, it's it has to do with like a lot of mental aspect of things like looking at yourself for two years, waking up. So COVID was what, 2020. My last one was J- January 12th, 2020. And then I lost in 2021, fought in Colorado, high elevation, didn't take into account. And then my last fight at uh, in, in California was in September last year. And um, it was like a bad, I don't know if you got a chance to see the fight, but there's like a lot of eye pokes in that fight. And, you know, it was just, it was very weird. Um, that was the the A1 combat fight, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I remember that one. So that one was very weird. Had it, had I gotten a point, had my opponent gotten a point taken away, I think it would have been actually a draw uh, or a possible split decision my way. So it's just very weird again um, with that fight being said. I think the last two years, waking up every day looking at myself in the mirror not really recognizing who i am because i'm like i'm not a loser you know i'm not, like in terms of loser i meant i don't mean like uh you know i meant like more like as in my career like how am i losing these fights like this doesn't feel right this doesn't feel normal i don't feel like i'm living up to my expectations so then getting that win back against a stud like this guy is a five and one fighter like his record five and one all five of his wins are finishes you don't get to see his record officially on topology but you do your homework you type in his name on youtube you'll get all his fights so he's five and one and then the guy that he lost to on a split decision that guy's now in one fc i believe so it's like he 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 only fought tough dudes and he's young 23 years old with something to prove i was his age once and when i was when i was fighting him i remember like two weeks before the fight i injured my knee i hyperextended my knee very badly um i potentially had a slight tear the reason why i didn't get it checked more is because when when, when you get it checked and it's real it settles in then you start babying and i was like yeah fine if i don't know the results then it may or may not be a tear and then uh also unfortunately my grandma's was in the hospice so when i went back to taiwan i had to go visit her and and then the, it, was, it was tough just overall it's a tough tough fight not just the opponent, but the mental aspect of dealing with things. There's times where I hesitate. I was like, man, I don't know if I should have taken this fight, you know? And then um, I'm glad I took it. It was a gamble. It's one of those gambles that I don't recommend everyone taking, but it paid off, you know? And uh, I was really happy with the way things went. And then, you know, just kind of like, thank you to my my team. Uh, the last couple of fight camps, I haven't exactly had a great not 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 saying a great team but i just meant like i didn't have a team you know not not anyone in particular was bad i just meant i didn't have one because of transitional phases and all that stuff right. so i really got a shout out. 
Exactly. Exactly. You know, so I really got to appreciate and give a shout out to my, my uh, team over at Gorilla Jitsu. And then my, my coach too, uh, Darren BC, you know, uh, he definitely talked a lot in my ear and got me with my mental focus. And he was a big part of winning my last fight, you know, so I got to definitely thank all those guys. Hell yeah. And, you know, first and foremost, very sorry to hear about your grandmother, obviously. Uh, Thoughts with you on that one. That's a tough one, of course. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I'm glad I battled through it. And again, it just was like, it was was really important. It might have not been the fight I wanted, but if you got a chance to see the fight, it was almost exactly what my opponent was trying to do to me, my A1 fight. And I was kind of trying to implement that plan. And again, that's the whole, you know, thought process behind the nickname of the shadow, you know, like I, 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 that head movement, brother. Slick, real slick. Yeah, I appreciate that. And yeah, I'm glad I'm back in the wind column. Feels great. Absolutely. And so outside of uh, outside of going over there, getting the wind, seeing your family and all that stuff, how, how was the rest of the trip to Taiwan? That, that trip looked fucking incredible. It was great. It was fantastic. I got to work with um, Taiwan, uh, new Taipei Police Department. I worked with SWAT. There's a whole press conference. I was not expecting that. I just had someone huh. reach out. They're a liaison for the police academy, and they're just like, hey, do you mind doing like a couple like demo, like, you know, like performance seminar or whatever? Just something easy. I go there and it's like, like the media's there and like I'm getting like interviewed and it's like on live TV. And I'm like, wow, this is nuts. You know, I didn't I didn't expect that. And then I got to teach two to three seminars. And it was nice because Taiwan, the MMA scene, it, it hadn't necessarily in my opinion, was growing during COVID. Like everything was shut down and I'm like, oh man, I wonder if anyone knows who I am when if I go back and I go back and it's like, I'm not saying I revived it, but it was still kept alive by a few, you know, faces here and there. And I was able to just kind of get back in and reignite that flame. And I feel like everyone kind of is back motivated again, not because of me, but per se, like not me specifically, but like the country's open again. Everyone can come back in and fight. And it's just the potential's kind of coming back. So it was like a perfect timing for me to go back and, you know, do that show to kind of promote uh, like, hey, we're back, you know? So it was right. really nice. That's awesome, man. And so do you ever do you ever feel kind of a almost an additional pressure as, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I think you might be the only uh, Taiwanese MMA fighter that I can name. You know what I mean? You're kind of the guy over there. So I don't know. Does that does that change your mentality at all? Does that is that something that you factor in mentally going into a fight? Yes, yes, definitely. I think it's a little bit more pressure and also because. Like, like not to knock Colby Covington, but like. Let's say what he said was true. His career was on the line. He had to create a character, right? He could do whatever he wants. The thing with Connor too, like he was like, hey, I'm in the first one. I can do whatever I want and kind of like create this image. And and, um, everyone kind of followed that. For me, the culture is different in terms of, I'm not trying to group the Irish community with the American, but it's like you could be brash. That's accepted, you know? Right. In Taiwan, not so much. Uh, the whole tattoo thing of being on TV, it's like it, some some of it is frowned upon. So for me, the image that I have to kind of like be is almost exactly who I am. So it's almost like a fit perfectly. It's not like I'm being someone else. It's not like I needed to be like, let's be honest. I don't think Connor's that extreme all times. I feel like he knows of there's course, a camera there yeah. and he's different. And I feel like, but for me, like over there in Taiwan, it's like how you see me on social media it's exactly what you get and i feel like that is the crowd that they like that's the 
the guy that's going to open up the doors or someone that's going to open up the door, because if I was like cussing up a storm, they wouldn't allow me to be at certain shows or they wouldn't allow everything to be public. You right. know what I mean? It's a little more prim and proper. Exactly. And it's not that I'm knocking anyone. It's just like I couldn't pull off that Colby act over there and make MMA mainstream. Right. I feel like once you make mainstream, there could be different characters. But for me, I'm like, it, it is a little bit of pressure. But honestly, the funny part is I feel like genuinely I am that person that um, not that they need because I don't want to make it sound like I'm like the, the pioneer because there's a lot of other guys that brought it up. But I feel like the the next, you know, uh, carrying the torch just to open up the doors to showcase a lot more of these Taiwanese athletes that are 10 times better than me. They just don't have a spotlight. They don't have a voice. They don't have the skill sets yet because they haven't learned, you know. So bringing right. in a lot of these experiences and sharing it with them or bringing them over to the States for them to fight and opening up the doors that I have, the networking that I've had and giving it to them. That's what's exciting, you know? So it definitely gives me a little bit more pressure, but I honestly think without this pressure on myself, I wouldn't be, you know, performing as well because I wouldn't be trying to train as hard. I wouldn't, there, there's nothing to really fight for other than selfishness, you know, pressure Whereas, is a privilege. Exactly. And I haven't created anything yet. So, so that's why I'm like, because I haven't created anything yet, you know, like I, I, I think, uh, doing this is really good. Like it just feels right. Absolutely. And, and you know what, it, from, from where I'm sitting, it sounds like you're the man for the job. Cause, uh, yeah, it's just from our conversations, from your social media, from all of that stuff, you come across as very genuine, very humble, very real. There's no shtick. What you see is what you get. And, uh, I, I get that, you know what I mean? A lot. I mean, for me personally, a lot of times, those are the guys who resonate with me. You know what I mean? I don't want to see the, the shtick and the, you know, the bravado and the taking, you know, elements of your personality that are there and amplifying them tenfold. Like, just let me, you know, talk to me like you're a human being. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, I also get the entertainment side. Of course, uh, of you like, got to sell fights. But again, for me, I don't know. I, I just don't think it'd, it'd be believable. Imagine me walking around cussing up the storm, <laughs> throwing proper twelves at people. I don't think it's believable for me. Right. Some guys can do it. Some guys can't. And the the real issues are the guys who can't do it who think that they can. That's where it right. really comes off as like, ah, yeah. man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, and so, so were you just in Taiwan or were you able to uh, hop around over there a little bit? I was just in Taiwan. I was supposed to go to uh, Thailand. I was going to go visit Bong Tao Muay Thai, which is, you know, where Hell yeah. the only issue was uh, I got so booked up. And also after my fight, I kind of injured my uh, foot. Um, so I was like, I can't really do any training and there's a lot of media uh, stuff that I was doing over there. And I was like, you know what? This is awesome. You know, let me try to maximize my time here as opposed to split and even if i go train i don't know what it is like over there i don't know the territory so i might you know like go over there and training might not go well for me or i can't my, my, i'm like one-legged you know I, i'm just trying to recover so i stayed mainly in taiwan because i've been back in three years so i just kind of stayed there and explored as much as i could and hung out with friends and family i had a teammate of mine nick uh griswold he actually fought with me on my undercard and i was actually you know it was first time him being there. So I was just trying to show everyone around, have a good time, you know, and just kind of enjoy um, seeing my my parents for I haven't seen them in a while. And, you know, three years being gone from Taiwan, just seeing what's kind of it was very uh, bittersweet. I felt like uh, I don't know if you're a comic nerd. I'm, I'm sure you remember I am, but it felt you, like, you know, the, I am like the, the, the Avengers Endgame, you know, like in the beginning where everyone was kind of like it felt grim. Because everyone in Taiwan, it's like a lot of business fell and, you know, there's like a lot of like, so it felt like that. And I was going around, kind of walking around like, 
which which businesses got dusted you know what i mean like right, right. This, what what is just completely different from the last time i was here that's when i was able to kind of go back and see certain things and i was i'd have i'd have sad moments where i'm like this restaurant's gone and i'd have happy moments where i'm like oh this mom and pop shop's still open hey remember me i came back and they're like i remember you so it was it was really cool it was, it was bittersweet Oh, that's awesome. And then I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of uh, a lot of different emotions that go into that. But uh, yes, you you may remember, I think we spent 20 minutes last time just going back and forth about uh, about comic books. I'm I'm your guy there. there so, you go. I, I mean, you just you just brought it up. Thailand personally is like that's a dream destination for me. That's that's like the if you gave me one place I have to go before I die, I, I think that very well may be it. Uh, what, what's that dream trip for you? Uh, it's not hard. It, uh, I think for, for me, it's it's honestly, you know what it is? It's not necessarily a plate. If you're asking me which what's my dream destination, I got to be honest with you. I don't really think I have one. It's more about the company, to be okay. honest. Because I, like I feel that like answer. where you go, if you don't have the company to enjoy it with you, it's kind of like, I don't want to say lonely because I've, I've been alone for most of my life, like just traveling, going places, doing things by myself. Um, it's more so you see this beautiful place and you're just like, am I the only one seeing this? You want to share it with the world. You know, some things you need, it's more intimate. You want to feel it on your own. But if you're talking about like a dream destination where I get to have like a nice meal, beautiful scenery, walk around with good people around, you know, then I definitely think it's more like a place that you'd want to uh, go to with your significant other or, or family or someone special, you know, that you could really enjoy the trip. And then, like after we go there, I, I, I message him like, hey, remember when remember that shop around the corner that opens up at nine? There there are biscuits or their bread in the morning, their breakfast is just amazing. You're like, Yeah, I remember that. And then you think about, you know, ways to get back there in the future. And that's like your reward, you know. It's like a very uh you work hard for a whole year, fight camps is that, and that's your vacation to go to for relaxation, you know. And I think a destination for me, it has to also be relaxing as well. Like, I don't think I'm going to go to Vegas as a relaxing trip. <laughs> right, right. Well, so for I, you, that, it's more it's more experience than destination. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I can certainly respect that. And so so you mentioned that, uh, you, you know, you, you dinged up your, your foot a little bit in the fight there. But so any any plans on uh, when we'll see you back in the cage soon? We're working on some good stuff. I got some really, really cool opportunities and offers. And um, I'll just say this. It's really cool to see one FC come to the States. And uh, I got a little follow from Chaotry. You know, I got a follow. It's really cool. I don't know if that anything from there will happen. Uh, I know PFL was, they don't have a 35 division, but I know they're trying to work right. on some things like uh, some, some, you know, they, they did that, um, it's their version of kind of like a contender series to just like, right. Right. So I think there's something potentially there. Don't quote me on that, but it's just, I think my, my manager, uh, Julian from upgrade, um, talked to me about some good opportunities. And then also somehow, uh, Italy, some, some, some company in Italy reached out for MMA, which is very cool. Uh, and then they're called MMA golden cage. That actually sounds familiar. Venator was the one I'm familiar with over there because I had a buddy fight over there. But Golden Cage does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Golden Cage. Um, nothing set in stone. These are all just people that I've kind of like come across and we've chit-chatted. Um, and then 
uh, one organization in Thailand. I don't know the name. I don't know any detail. I just know someone reached out and they didn't say uh, much. They just said, hey, are you interested in potentially fighting for us? They're waiting for some kind of uh, investor to kind of follow through on their end. And then they're like, hey, we want you to get on our show because, you know, you have a little bit of a crowd like like fan base out here. So, right. you know, I would like to have you out there. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'd love to go to Thailand, fight and then go train, you know. So that's definitely in the mix. Uh, I'm fine now. I'm pretty healthy in terms of I don't feel banged up, but uh, not definitely not in fight like shape yet so give me like maybe maybe two more three more months you might hear something uh and then taiwan might be my last fight uh, going back there to fight maybe in august if all things go well either in august will be my last fight in taiwan or next year early next year and the reason why is just because sooner or later i think if i keep going down this path i'm gonna uh get signed to a bigger promotion you know what i mean and if that's the case then obviously won't be fight for them um i won't be able to fight outside of my contract anytime soon so you know those are some interesting things in the works i'm sure that back and forth is tough too you know what i mean obviously it's great to go and see family and and, you know all these places but you know that 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 takes a toll that takes a lot out of you exactly and the next time i go back maybe i just want to watch fights and then instead of being the one fighting i mean obviously (laughs) in august my last show go back as a coach corner man corner man or just even as a spectator um because i know when i go to watch fights um i i get like a lot of people that are like hey you know it's really cool to see you here supporting other fighters and i i definitely want to do that too because i've never i don't fight my own people you know like i don't go back to taiwan and fight another taiwanese guy right. i go back there and fight some other people but then just being there and kind of watching the amateur fights i think it kind of inspires them a little bit because it shows them like i'm not just about myself i'm not just fighting for me i'm also there cheering them on and i think it creates some kind of camaraderie or you know and it just spreads a little bit more martial arts um enthusiasm in taiwan so i definitely think i'm gonna do that not for the one in august i want to fight in august though and then maybe next year will be the last one gotcha well i i'm looking forward to whatever comes next and so we've spent enough time on fighting so now i get to pick your brain on what we're really here to talk about which is comic books so what last time we talked to you you were you were reading uh the bat that smiles i think what's uh what's currently in rotation uh oh um i gotta go the bat who laughs excuse me yeah no no uh i gotta go through it but it's uh an iron fist one i actually posted on my instagram story not too long ago it was iron fist and uh oh gosh he's dealing with loki it's not a huge one but he's dealing with loki and it's pretty good. I got to find – I'll send it to you uh, in your DMs after if you want. Sure. Uh, really pretty good. Um, but realistically, I've actually been quite busy traveling, so I haven't been able to – I don't like bringing my uh, uh, comic books with me because sometimes they get bent, and I'm kind of like a stickler on that. So I only wa- read it when I get home, and I haven't been home for a while. I've been in Taiwan. Um, what I've been trying to do is I haven't caught up on, I've just been so busy, but I haven't caught up on, uh, Mandalorian season three yet, but I did just go watch guardians of the galaxy three last night. I'm going Friday. I'm going Friday. I'm excited. This is the first one of these movies I've been excited about in a long time in for a treat because everyone's been talking about marvel's kind of fallen off a little bit we had black adam which you know obviously i know that's dc but i mean in terms of comic books that was okay you know like there's it's been like i don't know i feel like we've been kind of floating with it like it's been up and down this one uh like thor was kind of a disappointment i i like the movie but the vibe was just like if if you're asking me as a fan of just watching like a Thor movie, I'm like, oh, that was great. But if you're asking the nerd in me, you know what I mean? Right, the, right, right. 
oh, what is this? What is that? You know what I mean? <laughs> but Garbers, my goodness. And my brother-in-law, Dave Camrio, who's also my coach, actually worked on the film too. So he was actually in the film. Oh, like, yeah. The, yeah. He didn't have like a significant role per se, but I know he worked on it. And yes, it, it was, man, it's good. You're going to hit me up after the movie. You're going to be like, dude, this felt <laughs> like an actual Marvel movie again. And it felt good. It really felt good. And it is absolutely 10 times. Everyone says Guardians is too friendly and nice and bright. This movie is 10 times darker than what you had expect and and they make they james gunn is just good man james gunn knows I like what he's doing james gunn. i like james gunn man i think guardians all the guardians movies hold up real well i liked his suicide squad i liked the i don't remember if peacemaker was him on hbo but that was great oh man i'm excited he's he's good i'm, yeah. I'm really but yeah like I, dr strange was kind of you know it was okay it was good not great same dr. thing with thor yeah, Doctor Strange was just fun for me, but it wasn't anything like it moved the needle of Marvel. Right. I think maybe I went in with too high of expectations. You know what I mean? Like I, I went in expecting like a gangbusters fucking whatever. Because it's literally titled Multiverse of Madness when in reality it was <laughs> Wanda. You know what I mean? Right, right. They Yeah, they oversold it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The, the Ant Man movie was okay. It was like, ah, kind of all over the place. I thought it was cool, but exactly. I felt there was nothing like, right. like, it didn't jump out. Like, honestly, I'm not even trying to hate, but I feel like the Ant Man movie could have literally been its own Disney Plus show and just right. cut it up. And it would have felt good if you just did it like a continue. That, like, honestly, it would have felt like I couldn't I tell it if that. I agree Guardian, with that. It, it was a tearjerker. Like, I'm not kidding. I, I got a little people might call me a nerd for this, but I don't care. I got <laughs> watery. Like my eyes were watering on a couple scenes and I'm like, man, I haven't felt this way since like Endgame, you know? Hell yeah. So that's that's what I'm looking for. That's what I need. I want to recapture that that magic. But uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for where they're going with the movies. They're going to do Fantastic Four, which I've always loved. They're going to bring the X-Men in, which I've always loved. Uh, I've been reading a ton of Old Man Logan recently. I know That's just like one of those ones I never got around to, really. So good, man. I, I know everyone talks about it. I got to get back on those. So good. So good. I read like the, the origin one and then instantly was like, all right, well, now I have to just keep reading the rest of them because this is like hooked me instantly. Some of the comics, they do such a good job. I only wish... There was no like problem with rights, so they could just do the com- exact like comic. You know what I mean? It just right. saved them time. Instead, they're over here screwing around. I don't know with right. What? Like, these no. these stories are already awesome. Like we don't need yeah. to make all these changes. No, no, we don't. We don't. No, and I all right. So I feel like I would be I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about before letting you go. Uh, you just coached Mark Zuckerberg in his first ever <laughs> jujitsu tournament. Yeah. I I really I buried the lead on that one, but. Holy shit, man. How how did that go? Uh everything you'd expect and more. Um, you know, obviously I had a video with him last year. Uh him and I were training together. Um, it was great. And then this tournament, he wanted to do a Jiu Jitsu tournament. Uh, because we've worked with him before. I wanted to help him out as much as I can. So you know, the video kind of speaks for itself, like in the news, you know, he competed, he did a local uh, tournament, it was BJJ tour, it's actually kind of a big tournament, it's not a small one. And then, um, yeah, we just helped him out as best as we could. And he, man, he had some good matches. Um, he he got first in his no gi and he got second in gi. And I mean, that's the beauty of martial arts, right? 
you can fake a lot of things, but you can't fake martial arts competition. If you do karate, that's, that's a little bit different. You can play basketball as a team and you can be better than someone else on the team, but you won't really know. It's not one-on-one. It's a team sport. Jiu-jitsu, When you go out there, I don't care how much money you have. If you don't train and if you don't like practice the correct technique and moves and actually put in the time, you're not going to be able to put in money. It's not like a building right. where I you can can't buy money. that victory. Buy that victory. You can't. And it's also funny because in a tournament it's local, which means anyone can sign up. And it's not like I know who I'm going to face beforehand. It's a tournament, you know. It's oh jiu-jitsu. my god, that guy who showed up and looked at the fucking looked at the it's, tournament chart and saw I'm I'm rolling with Mark Zuckerberg next. What do you think yeah. was going through that guy's head? Yeah, I don't know, but I, I yeah, it was great. It was great uh, getting a crowd uh, to see, and they're like, you know, uh, very supportive. They're excited about it, and yeah, honestly, it's just it's always beautiful to see someone uh, put in time and effort. It doesn't matter who it is. It's just like someone that puts time into training and then the results pay off, you know? So it's just so, so awesome to see, you know? And I, it was, it was, I'm really grateful to be a part of that experience. You know, it was absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm sure it was. And, and do you feel any like additional pressure? You know, I know, I know that you coach a lot of your, uh, your guys at the gym there, you corner a lot. What is, what's the difference in feeling there coaching, you know, one of the, I realistically speaking, one of like the five most powerful men in the entire world. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's not as bad because for these guys that compete, uh, that my students, some sometimes it's like it's not like a hobby for them. It's like a lifestyle. Like they want to compete and and uh, they want to like this is it for them. You know, whereas right. like a hobbyist, I don't feel as. Pressure. It's not even Mark. I just meant like a hobbyist, someone who's not doing a jiu-jitsu tournament because they want to be a pro fighter. They want to do it because they want to challenge themselves. There's a different uh, emotion that goes into it. You know what I mean? It's not like I, I feel like less pressure or less stress. I still, you know, care about them as like as much as anyone else. But it's just it's not exactly the same. You know, it, because if you lose, this is it for you. This is all you do. This is your whole life. Whereas if you're like you know a hobbyist or you're like someone like him who competes, that's not you're not trying to be a full time martial artist. It's just Right. or fighter i should say because you know being a martial artist you could be a martial artist anyone could be a martial artist but i meant as a competitor you're not so living and dying by that win and loss well it's a little different um but yeah it was absolutely amazing it was it was fantastic it was inspirational to see someone like him who could do anything he wants and he chooses to do this that's something that you know very like uh grueling and jujitsu is just not as fun as you know other stuff but you can just hit pat but seeing this and then the hard work he put into it it was was amazing it was really cool you know and i definitely think um it inspires me because it makes me go like as much i have as i have on the plate i should be always uh, inspired to do more you know so it's really cool I think that's a that's a fantastic takeaway, and uh, I, I think that's an incredible experience, man. I, I I hope he's taking care of you well. I'm I'm sure he is. I have one final question, and we don't need to keep this in if you want. This is a new bit we've been doing. I did it with Matt Frivola last week, who was uh was was quite upset with me afterwards, but got a good laugh out of it. I'm calling it Harry's horrible hypotheticals, and it's exactly what it sounds like. So I'm going to ask you a horrible hypothetical question. Sure. You don't like it? We can cut it. You have you have ultimate uh, ultimate say here. I like these. Let's see what it goes. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's different. It's not the same. Oh, how's camp going? How's the weight cut going? 
or when we're on the phone sometimes joking around, we always do stupid hypotheticals. So this is no different. I'm I'm excited. Exactly. All right. So Harry's horrible hypothetical for Kai Wu. You cannot read a single comic book for the rest of your life, or you have to sit down and go through your porn preferences with your entire nuclear family. That's a tough one. That's that's the the face of a man who's thinking really hard. <laughs> um, the family dynamic I have is what makes this question weird because we don't ever really talk like that or make jokes like that. If you asked me right now, I'm gonna lean towards the comics. I'm gonna okay. like no comics because it's just especially in an Asian family where like the last time I think my mom said, I love you was when I was like 14, you know, so, like, <laughs> it's so weird. I couldn't imagine this. So I'm going to go with comics. <laughs> okay. I respect it. I respect the answer. All right. Well, Kai, you've been so generous with your time as always. I appreciate you. Don't want to hold you too long. Uh, anything you want to plug before we let you go? Uh, thank you to all my sponsors who always supports. Um, obviously working with Mark brings a lot of attention. So having the sponsors that stuck with me through my wins and losses. I appreciate you guys a lot. And again, thank you for your time, man. It's always a blast for me to sit down and just talk to you and just chit chat, you know, and, and I love doing, unlike a lot of fighters, I, I just love talking with, with media and all this stuff. So it's, it's always fun for me. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Well, you are, you are welcome on these airwaves at any time. Where, where can people find you on social? Uh, Kai Wu. Uh, on TikTok and Instagram and, and YouTube, ba- basically, if you just type in my name, you'll find my my social media stuff and Facebook as well. But I don't know. I don't know if people use Facebook as much, but I should still plug that in because you know, smart work man, smart. smart man, smart man. Yeah. All right, well, Kai, appreciate you, brother. Enjoy the rest of your day. It's it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you.